Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, fellas, fellas. What's up? How you doing today, Caleb? Good to be back. Uh, good episode, as always, with you guys. Drinking and smoking that good, good. Yeah, uh, great episode we just had, man. Gio, how you doing? I'm good. I am definitely still drunk from the Bills game shenanigans. Yes, we recorded this on a Sunday for football. Love that. Love that. Dedication. Dedication to the game and the product that we bring to you guys. We could be watching Sunday Night Football, but we're not. We're doing the show. It's, uh, all, right. it's all right. The Dolphins are losing. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Now imagine, had the Bills not a sucked wiener all night we uh we'd be in first place in the division it's amazing how uh how just dropping one game makes a difference sorry i'm a pats fan pulled uh, one over pulled one over that's it you only get one so we just finished up an awesome interview we had uh cigar hustler himself yeah well, guys for the second time on the network we brought the king himself Mike Stepankevich, because I fucked it up when I said it the first time. I think that was pretty good, man. That was yeah. good this time, too. Yeah. yeah. Hey, good job. I fuck up once. I got to make up for it here. But before we get to that interview, uh, Caleb, you had something we all were sleeping on. <laughs> Guys. Oh, sorry, I was falling asleep. Guys, uh, don't fall asleep on this, uh, this Dickel. <laughs> this is a nine-year-old single-barrel pick from George Dickel. Uh, sour mash whiskey uh, distilled out of Tennessee. We got a, so when it comes to single barrels and how this is done, the proof is going to vary variable anytime. So we got the 103 proof. It is a mash bill that consists of 84% corn, 8% rye, and 8% malted barley. Got this dark orange, amberish color going on here. Uh, it's pretty mellow sipper. Uh, it's, you know, not too bad at all. Uh, won this bottle in a drawing so i uh, brought it here to the hearth tonight and you know what figured a nice single barrel pick would uh do right with the boys so uh without further ado you know did a little damage on here geo doomed himself with the doom pour yeah did, did you finish that i did you look tired dude i'm not gonna lie it's just that dick would made me fall asleep <laughs> you know what no what guys I this is a post-recorded intro if you couldn't fucking tell it's been our thing for the last few interviews uh not intentionally, of course. You know, we like to try and give things for. I just feel like the guests they just keep coming on earlier and earlier, and so, and so like we're we're like, well, we can't record the intro and just have them come in. Yeah. I actually, I prefer this. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. This is easier yeah. for me. Hundo P, Hundo P, baby. Yeah. Just tell the ladies, man. A little dick will do you. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> you got Caleb the little loves dick. dick. Oh, 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 <laughs> dickle. According to our group text, so do you. Yes. Not really, dude. I was like, uh, <laughs> without further ado, uh, let, let's jump into this interview, should we? All right, guys. Shall we? We are here with the one, the only cigar hustler. All right. Well, we are uh, officially <laughs> recording. Live. We're we're live on the show. I can't believe it. Are we here right now? Right now, we're doing it big, as Phil would say, with the cigar hustler. All right. Doing Anyways. It big. 
Good to have you here. Gio, why don't you introduce our guest, a familiar face? Well, we are here with the one, the only, the king himself, Mr. Cigar Hustler, Mike Spitzpankowitz of Pastania Cigars. That was a good pronunciation, I think, there, Gio. That's Mr. close. Frankowitz. Not bad. Uh, hey, listen. <laughs> what is this, Vashkevich? Stefan Kevich. Stefan Kevich. Stefan Kevich, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Sorry. How do you say it, Mikey? That was that was Stefan Kevich. Oh, well, I work with a Pankowitz, so sorry. Yeah, you it's just pan- like you added five letters to <laughs> Pankowitz. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's spelled literally the same, but... Yeah. There's like five or six letters ahead of it. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I fucked up. So what's going, what's going on, guys? It's okay. It's yeah, right. you know, What's going we're, on? We're... Drinking our sorrows away from a yeah. Bill's loss. Yeah, they did. I mean, they a, they they lost. They, they lost. Mean, they lost. They <laughs> he couldn't wait for that. I mean, I'm they a fucking man. did. I was, and you, you know what, Gio, you fucked up because you said you said to me, "Oh, I can't wait. We're gonna talk some shit about Tampa." Blah 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 blah. And I'm thinking. They're playing New England today. All right, no problem. I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll shut up here because you know AFC. When it comes to division games. When it comes to division games, I say this all the time. Scared. It could be the worst team in the league, but they're in your division. Yeah. So, and they've been studying you the entire for the past fucking fifty years. Bill right? Belichick knows something's going on with Josh Allen and his love life, so he's on that shit. Yeah, could no. be. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you what happened to Buffalo. The heart and soul of that team left as soon as that guy fucking went down. Hamlin went down on the field, and you guys fucking quit. You haven't been the same since, and you're not going to be the same until there's a fucking revamp. So, fucking, you just enjoy the the couple of W's that you're going to get. You're not going to the Super Bowl. You're not fucking, you know, you may make it to the postseason, but the reality is, you know, it's over. It's, it, it is what it is. You're, you have, there's no sack on that sideline. So, yeah, you're going to have to deal with it. Look, I would have loved to see, you know, like when a team becomes kind of fun to watch, you know, even though they're in your division, you kind of quietly you're like, okay, hmm, let's, listen, you know, let's, let's I, see him go. I don't hate on Miami. Like, I still think they're our like little brother who's somehow fucking outperforming us right now, even though we beat him. But like, they're an exciting team to watch. I agree with you 100. percent But you know, this episode. Yes, but airs- Buffalo was that team. Yeah, I was excited for Buffalo until that game last year, and. It was just complete fuckery, man. Yeah. Well, Mikey. I can't root for Miami. Obviously. So I didn't no you you know I love to Miami. talk, Mike. Listen to how quiet yeah. I'm being. You're just, you're just, I, he's broken. You're disappointed. I'm broke, dude. I'm just broke. Understand. He's I'm dis- broke. He's a disappointed father. I would <laughs> hug you guys right now. I would just, I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. He needs one. This is going to sound weird, man. I, I would give you like the best, most passionate hug right now. That would be a good hug. <laughs> it would be like a man hug. Do you guys? Bro hug. I don't know. There's a. There's a there's a dude in my gym. He's got the best hugs. Hopefully, he's got the best hugs. Hopefully, not it's shower like, hugs. No, no right. prison. Oh, wait. Oh no, prison <laughs> hug. A little unconsensual, but still consensual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, well, do you guys want a hug from me before we get into the cigar? Because no. I'm a Pats fan. Although I didn't watch the Suck game. A dick. I didn't watch the game though. I was I was busy doing things. Caleb, can we get to the reason? Like the actual reason we're all here. We want to talk yeah, about true. we want to talk about this. Yes. This little banger. Yes. We should. We should talk about this cuz this is what we're going to smoke tonight. So, Mikey, we are smoking the Warbear 2023. Tell us a little bit about this bad boy and what you put into it. 
It's uh, it's Mike Palmer's creation. He, uh, oh, he shit. Blended it. He blended it. So, no, um, you know, I blended that cigar years ago, I, I, you know, and it's come out in different Fatolas like every other year. I don't know. Whenever I'm allowed to do things with Skip and Nico Sueno and when it fits. Mm-hmm. And um, this time around, I wanted to do a box press Corona Gorda. I think that it's a money size. So it's Ecuador and Habano and San Andreas Barber Pole. And the reason why I, my thought behind that is that San Andreas is a great wrapper, but sometimes can be overbearing. So how do you offset that? You give it a, a more of a neutral wrapper with the Habano. You give it some good fillers. And I think you got a fucking banger of a cigar. So blended it, started off in a Perfecto. Then I think I went Toro. Hello. Come on out here. No, I, know, I know a guy with a boxer, too. Perfectly. You want to say hi? Hi. Hello. Hey, how are you, little one? Teddy bear. All right. She's the real war bear. She's the real war bear. I love you. Oh, you give me another one? Okay. I love you. She is a real war bear. I get that. Get out of here. War cub. War cub. Yeah, war cub. War cub. I got that going on in my life now, man. Yeah. The baby's oh, dude, four months a- old. I can't get enough of her. It's, oh, uh, she's fun, man. Dude, daughters are amazing. I love my boys. I can beat them up a little bit, you know. <laughs> I can be hard on them because I'm not raising some pussies, man. We're we're raising men, right? Amen. But my daughter, my my daughter can do whatever the fuck she wants. See, I'm I'm right behind you guys, so mine's due in December. What? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, December thirteenth. We're all fucking girl dads now, dude. All daughters. of us. Oh. Oh, it's funny how this all like, comes back, man. Curse, Sins man. of the father. It, player's curse. <laughs> I earned that one. <laughs> kind of curse. See, I got the two boys first, and then I wanted the girl. So. Oh, okay. Well, I, guess, I don't know. Uh, you finally <laughs> let your wife on top for that one. <laughs> That's what they say. Wait, what's, what do they say? You know, if, the, if, you're, if your wife's on top, you're having the daughters, you know? Oh, is that how that works? All right. Two for uh, two. For I went to uh, <laughs> good, good job. I went to um, I was at a uh, place in uh, called Jungle Gyms in Ohio, and I met this awesome dude. His name is Chester. And okay, I, I, well, I, I thought Chester. this was starting a completely different way. So go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at the time, I had had just my two boys, and he has like three girls or whatever. And he had said to me, you know, you know how you make a girl? And I said no. He goes, "There's a button in the back." You got a hit. And I was like, oh, okay, motherfucker. So then I finally had my girl and I saw him at uh, the cigar PCA or IPCPR, whatever the fuck it was. And I said, hey, bro. And this was like years later, right? Um, I got I got a daughter, you know, she's a whatever, she's two. She's like, oh, congratulations. And I said, there's a button in the back. I hit it. He's like, oh. It took him a minute for it to click. I was like, so don't say I'm not qualified, bitch. Um, oh god! But, but yeah, so like the uh, the Warbear came in the Perfecto, the the Toro, the Box Press Toro, and now the Corona Gorda. And your Corona is kind of your geek size, right? Uh, cigar cigar geeks such as myself, such as you got you fine lads. Um, I love a Corona, so it's it's the best size. It's the, it really is. It, it's it. There's something about it. It gives you enough of the filler and the binder and, and more of the flavor profile from the wrapper for whatever reason that we enjoy, man. So, um, 
it was long overdue and I wanted to do a box press. I, I do love box press cigars. I, I like, I can smoke and walk with them. I can go on a podcast with them and not have to constantly relight them. Sometimes you have to relight them, but it's easier to maintain a box press cigar. And the flavor profile, I think, is significantly different. If I let's say we make that one in a Corona, a regular Corona Gorda, and you compare the two back to back, they're going to be totally different. I think you just gave us a future show idea when you make the actual regular Corona. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, we could yeah. I mean, you know, you could totally smoke them back to back. They're going to be totally different. There's going to be probably almost a gram more of tobacco in the regular Corona. So, so that, you you know that you, doesn't sound like much, but it changes things dramatically. So when you started Pistania and, and you came up with the idea for the War Bear, what was this, 2019? So my guess is you obviously had this idea previous to that. You don't just walk in in 2019 and get the cigar done. I got to – okay, so here's – I'm going to let you in before, before we go further with that. I got to let you know, I really have no ideas. That's the one <laughs> okay. All right. I have no fucking ideas. Damn, um, this was your opportunity. We threw you it. Like you had to con- the chance so- to come softball. up with some bullshit. And we yeah. would have took it as gospel. <laughs> no, but here's what I'm going to tell you is I listen to everybody around me. I really do. And um, I take it all in. Sometimes I, I go with it. Sometimes I don't. And the the name Warberry actually came from an employee who used to work for Cigar Hustler. And he said, oh, you know, like the story of the Warbear. And I go, what the fuck is the story? I've never heard of that before. So once he brought it to light, I was thinking – Oh, cool. Then, you know, we should make a cigar out of that. But it was not my idea. So go ahead. Jerry, I sorry. I feel like you had a question. It was like more of a like a broad topic. Uh, like, okay. Where did the inspiration yeah. come from? What were you feeling? Well, he just told you the inspiration. Yeah. The inspiration was... Another store employee. Like, what made you want to go and do an LE instead of like... Because, I mean, like, Pistania, I feel like they, you guys do like your Habano, your Broadleaf stuff. You, you play around with the Vitoles a little bit. But what made you want to do like a, a limited cigar? Was this the first limited cigar? People, uh, SBC was first. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. For people those who like don't limited, know, that's surrounded by champions. People, people like limiteds. So yeah. I, I like limiteds. Oh my God. I like limiteds. You know, it's such, the We're reality is limited. it's such a rub with the LE shit, right? And people are like, oh, it's a limited edition. You know, it's a, mm. you see it in fucking Mountain Dew and, and you see it in, <laughs> fucking prime you see it and everything you know i mean you're not the reality is that everything i make is fucking limited it's all limited it's all small production right but one says limited edition yeah so that one will sell faster than the other one (laughs) yeah that's true you know um it's it's just that simple it's not like the combination of tobacco is harder to get there's no there's no reason for it so, other than the fact that people will buy more of it. It will sell faster. It will be talked about, which is really the priority for me for making something smaller in production and more important. So I got a question because I feel like last summer when we had an opportunity to sit down with you, you know, before our, our whole cigar hustler relationship turned into this, this beautiful sexual thing it is. 
hanging uh, out on the number one network podcast on Podbean. Exactly. Yeah. You sound like Matt Booth a little bit there, Jerry. No, no, I'm not trying you to know, go with sexual. a booth, a booth kind of thing. But it, <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a great relationship that we have. No, we got kind of interrupted while we were having our first sit down, so we never really got to dive into Pistania. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with you, I like. Yes. You're you're on right now as like our actual guest. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like we actually are going to give you some questions. So like when Yeah, this you, is like my third time on at this point. Correct. I mean, yeah. But like I mean like remember the first time we wanted to like dive into the brand a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we never really got that opportunity. Yeah. We, we just were, started We were robbed. Speed. Yeah, we we kind of yeah. got we got robbed out of that. We are just reading along. Mm-hmm. Okay. You in trouble right now or something, Jerry? dude? You in trouble what? right now? Me? Yeah. What you got an no, audience? You got me? a live audience? <laughs> No, I just got a ball thrown at my sliding glass door. He's got, he's got kids. kids running around. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the problem. Those, goddamn kids. The that? Those fucking kids, man. <laughs> They're a nuisance sometimes. When you're trying to podcast, just imagine when your little one's banging on the door, you know? All right. So what came first, the brand or Cigar Hustler? Cigar Hustler. What Cigar Hustler came first. Why did Cigar Hustler happen? Like, what uh, made you want to get into cigars? What did you do before cigars? It's okay. So it's all the same same shit. Like I am a guy that, um, I just I, I don't have like this the desire. The one there's one thing that I, I want to do and desire, and I don't know if I'll ever do it. Everything else that has come to me in life has just come through kind of listening to people and just opportunity. So the last thing I did before I opened the cigar store was I owned a gas station with my brother and another partner. And that was hell. That was the worst, one of the worst businesses I've ever done. And we had sold it and there was empty space across the street or, you know, like uh, 200 feet up, up the street. And we decided to rent out the space and we were going to do, I don't know, tattoos and a head shop or something. Because we figured there's good margin in both of those things. And then people came in asking for cigars because it was a cigar store years before and it had closed up and, and you know, they had shuttered. So we just started grinding out, playing fucking video games and not taking any money and just building cigars. Just kept buying buying more cigars. We started with like a little humidor on the countertop and then we eventually built out a humidor in the store. And that was really how we started. At that time, I was also a big believer in online retail and it was this is 13 years ago, so we're talking about the cusp of Amazon and, you know, a lot of internet buying being more accommodating, right? So I'm like, I'm going to build this website, even though there are big guys that already exist, whatever. So I went back down to South Florida, built my own store online. Uh, I may have taken some images from some, some places. Who knows? <laughs> that was so long ago. And Past the statute of limitations. Yeah. yeah you know. What are you guys are cops. You guys should, you should clearly, you know, these laws. Oh yeah. 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 So, so yeah, for most things, New York, yeah, for, you can only like for most crimes, there's like a certain amount of time you can go after somebody. You I think ki- we're way past that. You didn't kill anyone. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah, especially uh, what do they call white collar crimes? Oh yeah, you're good. I'm definitely, I'm well past that. Unless spectrum. you're Trump. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, then, that's true. Then, then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Nah. 
You can't push against the wheel too hard, man. The wheel pushes back. <laughs> Hamster gets a little pissed. So you start an e-commerce uh, business yeah. with cigars. Did you smoke cigars? Did you like cigars? No, I didn't smoke any cigars at the time. It's wild. So you really, in, 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 in all honesty, we're talking, you've only been, really been smoking cigars for like 13 years. Yeah. And you've developed all these relationships with all these amazing people in the industry. And, you know, everybody knows you, man. I mean, you're like a fucking, you're like a rock star in the industry, man. Thanks, man. Well, I mean, a lot of people know me. A lot of good guys know me. And um, I just have a hard working mentality. You know, the reality is for me that uh, I don't, I will outwork every motherfucker, period. Outwork everybody. Without question. <laughs> great, model, and, great model to live your life by. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That I think that real people recognize that. And they gravitate towards it, and I think that it just kind of works and builds from there. So, you know, when I had the opportunity – so, you know, I was promoting and building my brand, mine and my brother's brand online through social media, Instagram, and all of those things and, and checking that in. Every hour on the hour, I would go on to different hashtags. I would like. I would comment. You know, people would, people would talk about bots. I don't know what a fucking bot is. I just know that if I show up, if I set a timer every hour and I engage with customers or consumers in this industry, we can become friends, right? And that was how I started. And it was crazy, but it worked. It works. It's actually I mean, really yeah, smart. Clearly. That's really smart to do, especially so, online. Yeah. It's awesome. Diving a little more into that uh, outwork everybody mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we can sit here. We can we can talk about the the actual name of the the podcast, the name of the store. Uh, I mean, pretty fitting, I'd yeah. say. Cigar hustler. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how yeah. did that come about? It was just available. I figured it sounded good to me. Yeah. That one. <laughs> I mean, dude, you hustle, bro. You yeah. are. You're yeah. a hustler, bro. Little Rick we, Ross the, down the there. store was originally called TNT, Tobacco and Tattoo. Okay. And did you I had tattoo, or are you like a t- tattoo artist? It was, if anyone, it was Greg. No, who was the tattooer. <laughs> yeah, it's none of that. It's okay. like none of that. My supervisor is here, by the way. Why is it green? Because they because <laughs> Riverside FM doesn't have a green screen option. Yeah, we got to put a Pestania logo. Ask her if she's ever seen Super Bad. He's gonna put, he's gonna put dicks and stuff in behind it. <laughs> Said. Real professional. That's what we do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would you expect anything less from us? I mean, come on now. Yeah. yeah. You've known us long enough to know. We don't there might be a way dicks. to get the entire credits from the end of that movie <laughs> and put them in the background just rolling through the interview. Just a giant funny. dick <laughs> chilling in the background. The dick collage. The if you need me to draw a couple, I'll do it. <laughs> Caleb draws those veiny, those veiny triumphant <laughs> bastards. <laughs> That's a classic movie back in the day, going back to 09, 2010, oh, whatever. Your, classic. Your dick touched Becca's foot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, oh, God. That's the kind of, poor family. This kind of podcast you, <laughs> you get. You got to hear us. This is the kind of things you expect right. from down to hearth. You guys are just out of control. Absolutely. <laughs> you can blame us all you need, buddy. It's okay. We we know the real you. <laughs> hey, these guys are fucking crazy. Hey, this is only my first drink of the yeah, day. Yeah, so just us. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike. So now let's so we've talked about the birth of Cigar House. So let's talk about the birth of Pastania. You know, you get lined yeah. up with Skip. How does that come about? Where does that relationship and where does Pastania come into play? Because, you know, they're obviously a sister brand. So sister brand. Fuck Brother you. brand, I don't know how you Father want to call brand. it. What do you want to call it? Like an offshoot? I, mean, I, 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 feel I feel like a sister brand sounds better than an offshoot. 
uh, it's not an offshoot. I feel I like they're under the, the umbrella. Things, one of the things that drive me nuts is when people come to the shop and someone says, oh, this is their house blend. I'm like, no, it's not, a fucking, it's not our house blend. You're a national brand. Hold on. We got to give you the recognition. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a fucking brand. It's not a house blend. House blend, some unbanded bullshit your boy found that you got a hookup on that you can buy in a fucking tray, buy three, get one free. I mean, that that's a house blend. So um, social media was going well. I started promoting well. I started really moving a lot of Drew Estate product online. Okay. And um, so much of a part, like, I started to develop a, a I, 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 like, I wouldn't call it a friendship. I'd call it, like, an acquaintanceship with uh, Jonathan Drew as he was kind of on. He was hot at that time, very hot with the Liga stuff and all that other yada, yada. So he came to the store and did an event. It pissed off other retailers. I was after that point. I started losing access to certain products. Uh, you know, numbers were less all of the sudden, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta build something that somebody else can't step in and control. So I was already working behind working with Roma craft. I was already kind of beating the drum for them. I had found this, a friend of mine to, to help me just brought them to my attention and I love their cigars. So I started promoting them. They were unbanded at the time. You know, nobody, they were popular in small, like kind of realms, but they were still on the upswing. They were still in their infancy. So I saw a good opportunity to kind of grow and build with them. And then I went down, I met skip and I said, Hey, I want to make a cigar with you. And he said, okay, well, Here's some tobacco. Let's get to work. And we kind of started going to work. And my brother was there. He made the he I made the habano. He made the broadleaf. And we were only supposed to make one cigar. We wound up making both. And we eventually decided what we were going to call it. We had no idea what we were going to call it. I just knew that I needed a cigar that nobody else could fuck with. So it happened. Do you remember how Pestania came to mind? Uh, yes. Yeah, so Skip sent this whole thing. He's like, well, you guys are Polish. It should be fucking Polish. I mean, and he sent like this whole, he had like a whole breakdown, like some artworks and some other things. And it was like Pinetki or some shit. And I'm like, that looks cool. But it felt like it had came from Skip. It felt like it had been, it felt like Romacraft, right? Okay. It felt like a Polish Romacraft. So. I kind of took that and uh, I'm thinking how, yeah, he's right. You know, he's right. It should be Polish because more, a lot of people in the industry, they say, Hey, I'm from Davidoff or my cousin's from Davidoff or I'm Cuban or some shit like that. And I'm neither one of those things. So you're my cousin from Boston. <laughs> right. Just like you ever exactly. see those Sam Adams commercials? <laughs> exactly. He's laughing. He, he knows. He can't. He's like, "Fuck you! You had to bring Boston." In. He can be our. He can be our Polish cousin from Boston. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who is now in Florida? So, so, so um, Whitey Bulger so, ran him out of Boston. <laughs> I just I started looking up, you know, uh, just Polish things, and I came across Postania, and that was a World War II thing from for rebellions back in the day, kind of just to like surmise it to this big. And I was like, well, that kind of fits with us because I'm building something that 
I'm going up against guys that are way bigger than me, that have way more money than me, that control so many more different outcomes, and the odds are stacked against me. So this is fucking perfect. And we just took the P, we modified it a little bit, made it our own, and we kind of went from there. Are you happy with the way it turned out? I don't think I'm ever happy. I know I could I could see that in your <laughs> yeah, personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you. With I feel like your that. visions are just so much more than where we're at. Yeah, I, I you know, year over year, the leaps and bounds with the, with the brand and the company and the organ. I said I don't think I'm ever happy. My I felt my wife's eyes. By the way, <laughs> I am very happy with you. <laughs> you make me. You complete me. Doghouse. First, first of all, shout out to all the my wives kids out make there. Make me happy. Business wise, wife, business, business. On the business side, from the business aspect, I don't think that I'm ever. I don't think that I can ever be happy. I fucking told and you guys he had like an audience. I feel like it could be more. You know. <laughs> well, you got so, a lot going yeah. on. You got the podcast. You got all your cigars. You got the store. And then you're traveling around the you know the whole United States every now and then. Yeah, I like to do some pop-ins. I, I like to do events at specific stores. And I don't like to really go to a bunch of other retailers when I go to that location. Well, we're glad you uh, popped out up, up in a certain retailer in western New York because uh, it ended up with this relationship. So Yeah, it worked thanks, out well. Thanks for the travel you know? to Buffalo. <laughs> the greatest city on earth. Well, thank God for this relationship because I got to tell you, I mean, you guys got some this hail of water or some shit. Like, there's nothing else going on. I would have left there, been like, man, that sucked. At least I met some good dudes. You know that that made all the difference. My man, you'd smoke crack with us. <laughs> I mean, hey, As Mikey. Older, Mikey saw the potential, so we're glad yeah. to have met you, man. It means a lot to us yeah, man. from the bottom of our hearts. Dude, look at, look at know, Caleb getting I, all sentimental. Hey, he said. No, he's he getting all sentimental. He, he's got to. He's got to like get some like you know good graces in. He missed PCA. Like he did not know, work. Sorry. He didn't outwork anybody. <laughs> I'm working all the time. I'm working every day. He's he's just <laughs> jealous. He didn't get the golden P shirt. You know. Oh uh, yeah, uh, you missed the golden P. You know, you could have had that nice extra small, <laughs> the only extra small Super in cigar cool. hustler history. All right. Uh. <laughs> We we just touched on Pistania. We touched on the the birth of Cigar Hustler. I yeah. learned a lot about you today just by asking a couple questions. Uh, I had no idea that I mean you you owned a gas station. You you essentially bought like a plaza or some shit, and you, you guys wanted to get into retail or like e commerce. Um, well, my man's in trouble, dude. I'm waving my I'm waving my kids in. Go ahead, keep going. Uh, good. We touch on that now. How the fuck did the podcast start? Uh, same same scenario. You know, okay, so the one thing that I've always wanted to do in life is I've always wanted to be an actor. Really? Aww. Is that the truth? Yeah. You from Boston. You wanted to be Marky Mark, you motherfucker. Uh, yeah, I to, yeah. <laughs> you could literally just have been an extra in any like yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio Departed movie or any, <laughs> anything with like Ben I, I, Affleck. You could have just been an extra. You I'm had the two different alpha, accents, bro. didn't I'm you? I'm not being some fucking side piece, side of my head picture camera thing. Well, listen. Oh, so anyway, well, you, you don't just start at the top. You gotta, you I gotta know. grind. I you gotta know. hustle. I know. Cigar hustle. You're right. You gotta hustle. You're you. right. I and I, yes, I need to. I need to. Uh, I need to do this. So now what we're in. Must we're getting toward the birth of a cigar, uh, like a cigar hustler podcast. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, who are the original so, members? So just me and Palmer. 
so my thoughts are like, okay, we can build this podcast and we can do shows. We can like, I have this vision of this whole YouTube thing that I want to do. And like, we started to develop a script for it and everything. And I'm thinking in order for us to do that, we got to learn how to do cameras yeah, and we got to learn how to do all these things and make this kind of work and kind of create our own thing. So thanks, Jeff. Just build a podcast. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Thanks, Boots, too, for the advice <laughs> yeah. on the cameras and shit. Boots helped yeah. out. Boots definitely helped out. He yeah. simplified things for us. Yeah, I love Boots. He's a terrible judge of character, though. He, I mean, yeah, he suck. <laughs> no, you guys are all right, but he's got some other friends that I'm just questioning. You know, you guys are in the sleeper league, right? Yeah. So that's, how, how could you forget? We just whooped your ass last week. I don't remember. I don't pay attention. <laughs> but I will tell you that I do this. I at least set my team. Mm-hmm. And if, if someone's available or something that I want or I want to propose a trade, I will do these things. But he's got a guy on there that my son's playing and the guy didn't set his team. Didn't do a fucking thing. Bro. And I'm like, what a piece of shit. It would take you 10 seconds to fucking do. I don't care how fucking busy you are. You know, you're not as busy as me. So there's no fucking way. <laughs> He's that no you hustler. Can... Yeah. So I'm like, fuck that guy. Well, you well your son got an easy win, hopefully. No participation. He did, but he was trophies. mad about it. He was so mad about it. That's a, what, that's a, what, that's a good father. So no wait, participation your, son's tro- t- your son is in our league? Yeah. What team is he? I don't know, yeah, boy, or whatever. I'll tell you. You're fresh. Yeah, boy, 6969 sounds like a, like a teenager kid's name. Yeah. That exactly. would just be Caleb's name. In- well, he's 10, but he thinks he's. Well, he thinks my, he's no 69. Well, my team is San oh, Francisco. I think he's at Warrior. He's at Warrior. Warrior. Right. So he's not Team Bentley that we're currently down nine points to. No, he's Warrior, and that's his middle name. That's a dope his, middle his middle name. name is Warrior. Yeah, that's dope. That's a damn. Well, he's yeah. fucking whoever he's playing. He is Warrior in that ass. Well, one hundred eighty-three to seventy. He just said it's because the guy didn't put a lineup in. Yeah. Well, I mean, one hundred eighty-three is still impressive, Fuck right? But yeah. he was pissed that this guy didn't set the league, his team. Uh, so I instantly texted Steve. I'm like, you need to fucking get your boy the fuck out of this league right now. Replace him with somebody else. I mean, enough is enough. He shouldn't have been in the fucking league to begin with. All right, we're circling back. My, uh, Philadelphia just scored, by the way. I'm very excited about that. We're circling we should all back. Be happy about we're circling back. Yeah, because we right, fuck Miami. Back. We're yeah, circling back. Miami. How did how the hell did Palmer end up in the shop? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going to be my question? Because because I feel like a lot of people think that like Mike Palmer is like it's his podcast. It it is his podcast. <laughs> it's his podcast. He loves that shit. Dude, he works his ass off on that podcast. I, I know, just show I know how I, that I, is. I, listen, we don't not we're not taking anything from BDP. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I work uh, my ass off on this podcast. Yeah, right. I put JD, a lot of my. That, that's JDP. <laughs> JDP. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I understand. I understand his hustle. I understand his grind for the podcast, man. I, I mean, I'm like like him. I'm sure we share the same want and desire to put out a good product for people to listen to. I don't want somebody to listen to our show and be like, oh, man, that fucking sucked. I don't know how people can listen to that. Yeah, That would break my heart because I put a lot of time into this shit. Look, again, here's what generally happens. I'll tell you. Good people recognize good people. And, you know, 
I just kind of collect good people. I like to be around good people. Did, did Palmer show up so, on your doorstep? So he, so he, let me tell you a brief story about Palmer. So <laughs> okay. Palmer needed to find some, uh, some type of hobby. Mm-hmm. Sounds okay. about right. right. And he said, okay, I'm going to build this thing called Florida Cigar Club because I like cigars and I like people in Florida and I'll regulate it. And he does, he controls it. You have to live in Florida unless you're part of the industry. He, and if you're, if you're not active, he'll kick you out all types of things. And I joined it and I knew him from social media. And one day he walked into my shop and I said, Oh, Hey, what's up, man? How are you? You know, he's like, Oh, and you know, at first he's a little timid until you get to know him. Right. So uh, he picked out a couple cigars, and I think we shot the shit a little bit, and he wound up moving close to the store. So he started coming around a little bit more, a little bit more, and that's all you got to do. After that, it's a wrap, right? So then it's like, come hang out in the back, you know, and then it's, hey, let's build a podcast together since we (laughs) hang out all the fucking time. And, you know, now he's the fucking keeper of things. I, You know, I if I can't find something in the, the shop, I asked Palmer. Palmer generally knows 99% of the time. Does he run shit there? No, he's just. Like, what's his, what's his job title there? What's his, at Cigar Hustler? Yeah. BDP. Uh, Well, there's going to be a press release about that. There's going to be a press release about that in the upcoming week. Just so you know. I always Uh, see the memes all over like Facebook and Instagram. So it always seems like maybe he doesn't have a job there. But it's really because they're funny. He's got the best. He's got the best shift in the house, man. He works Friday day. Oh, sounds like a good time. To um, he was at that. He started working at that when we were shorthanded, and when we were no longer shorthanded, I said, "Okay, I'm going to take you office and, and give it to you know the new guy." I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not you, I'm staying on this shift." So I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> well, how so can I argue that you're there now, shorthanded? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, but then. Uh, he was, he's always his weakest attribute is online um, retail. Yeah, handling online orders. He always manages to fuck them up, or at least he used to always manage to fuck them up. <laughs> so it got to a point where I said, Listen, if you want this shift, that's fine. You need to figure this shit out, or I have to replace you with somebody else. So now he's perfect to a T. So. He's uh, Palmer, but he is he's he's going to be announced that he's head of social media and marketing for Cigar oh. Hustler. Oh, congrats mm-hmm. are in order. Well, uh, your episode will come out before this comes out Wednesday. So, y- y- yeah, yeah, it won't be announced on that show. He was trying to get me to send it out today. Uh, I just didn't have the time, man. Stogie you, Press will get it out there. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to send it out. I'm going to send it to to the media probably Tuesday, so it'll come out sometime this week. Half will, you know, do the post on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Charlie Minato's going to hear all about it today. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that is Mr. BDP. Mm-hmm. That was cigars saved right. his life after the one chip challenge. Now, that's for sure. <laughs> moving from Palmer. How does Boots get involved in Cigar Hustler <laughs> podcast? Well, Phil, how Phil, do you Phil. how do you know Boots? 
Having, are you seeing a pattern here? How do you know, Stephen? They just show up on your doorstep. They're like straight cats, and you give them a home. Shop, and if he's a good dude, he winds up sticking around. All right, so Cigar Hustler is also like an orphanage to keep lost (laughs) to keep lost souls. Sister Margaret's home for wayward boys. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Yeah, it really is. It's it's adult daycare, and some of them just don't leave, and we just become friends. You know. Um, I mean, dude, dude th- I, these guys got to be kind of special, man. I mean, I mean, you travel oh, all over the place with these dudes. Sure, yeah, these are your boys. Yeah, they are. They're very special. They're you know two of my best friends. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Palmer yeah. over boots. Just let me make that perfectly clear. Whoa, 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 whoa! He came there first. I don't want to hear any shit from him. Well, okay? it's okay. You can tell boots. Oh. I kicked his ass in Fanduel this week anyway, so I got the number okay, one spot. Oh boy! Oh, yeah. Boy. All right. Well, then you said Palmer over Boots, but I got to say, if you guys were stranded on a deserted Caribbean island, who are you picking out of those two guys to survive for 30 days with? I'm definitely not not Boots. <laughs> okay. He can't, door, he can't door dash on the island. Isn't he a fucking, isn't he like a general contractor? He could build shit, right? And he has like a <laughs> I mean, military. My man just healthy. made this face. And like, he's, got military, he's got military background too, yeah. right? Yeah. He's the Navy? I don't know about all that. I, I'm not. No, I'm not buying. Maybe that. he retained his swimming skills. You know, he could. You know, he's a sailor. <laughs> he could go down and yeah. hunt some fish, maybe with a spear. No, no. But Palmer's really—he's really organized. Yeah, yeah. He's he got can his keep shit it together. together. Like if you start yeah. going astray, you know, he can maybe bring you back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Ground you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Palmer would also say, "Hey, listen, you know, you like I'm gonna die, and just go ahead and eat me." You know, <laughs> really? I like, yeah, I feel like he'd be that type of guy. I've lived a full life. My kids are grown up. He would, he would give himself to you. Yeah, he would, totally. <laughs> Boots would start looking at me. Like, I wonder if I could eat him, and then I'd have to murder my friend. It wouldn't end well. Let sleeping dogs lie. <laughs> yeah. Listen, dogs right. got to eat. I feel like I've so, learned yeah, so much. So it's Palmer hands down. You just, yeah. you just take in like. Uh, Cigar in like stray cats, yeah, cigar stray cats, kind of, but not stray dogs. We we know what stray dogs do to dead people, dude. You know, here's the thing, man. I can, I like people. I like talk as as much as I downplay that and I, I joke about fucking people and how horrible a lot of people are. I like people. I talk to everybody. I make friends wherever the fuck I go, and I mean, you you guys are case in point, right? Well, you know. This and dude the, did nothing but talk shit about Buffalo for hold on five and, straight and, hours. And the in the words of uh, a, a mutual friend, Sire were not Pete Johnson. <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, the reason it was such short notice is because <laughs> Pete Pete couldn't do the show Pete tonight. Couldn't make it. <laughs> hey, you know what, dude? Listen, there is value in every single experience. There is value in every single experience, and I will tell you this. Jack Toronto and Eric Espinosa came to the shop. We did an event at the shop. Jack's a fucking now, solid dude. I saw that. It You're looked smashing, like a great time. Yeah. You're smashing pumpkins. Yeah, fest. and we did. We had a blast. And Eric, he can hold court like fucking bar none. I mean, the guy is hilarious, right? So I'm like, hey, yo, where's like, yo, where's my cigar? Like, I want to fucking, I need to m- fucking mooch. I need to weasel off some as some Espinosa shit. So Jack takes me out to the car, and he's got like his little Ziploc bag of like his personal stash. And there's a few Espinosas in there, and he's like, "Well, there's this Tatuaje in there. There's, you know, there's some other shit." He's like, "You know, this is really good." And I said, "Dude, 
It's an Espinosa nut. I'm smoking Espinosa. So I'm taking the Espinosas out of the bag and fuck the other things. You know, none of these other motherfuckers drove up here, right? So there's value in every, every single experience that you have. And sometimes it has to happen to you in order to act differently. So it's okay. You know, it's okay to have those things. I don't, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for those opportunities because I know how to fucking conduct myself better when shit like that goes down. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of people in that situation maybe wouldn't have been able to keep it together. Maybe they would have been a little mad. Yeah, I mean, if you just went, if you went on the trip to South Florida with us, you could see that I can keep my composure when I'm just getting fucking shit slung at me. Yeah, you know, and I guess I can do it pretty well. I didn't realize how well I could do it until. You know, Boots is like, God damn, I, you know, oh, I figured you were going to kill the guy. You know? I, I, I'll give you credit. Like, I mean, I might seem like I'm the fucking calm, but like once my buttons like pushed, oh my God, he's seen me freak out. He laughs like. I think that I, shit is funny. Sometimes I, I purposely push the buttons to get crazy. I will crazy. motherfuck someone and I will seem like the biggest piece of shit asshole. And he yeah. will, they like my coworkers will laugh at me, but like. It like you got to really get to that point. So and I'll be props. just sitting there like this. Yeah, like <laughs> I, yep. <laughs> I love it. I think that shit's so funny. Because like, thankfully, I, I have a partner at my job that the things that piss him off don't piss me off, and the things that piss me off don't piss him. Off, you know, or did, right. I, did I say that backwards? I feel like I did. Sounded about right. No, that worked out. All right, I've, I've had a few drinks tonight. It's you know, I got it. It's a Bill's loss. You doomed yourself with that pour. Man. He's on this saw. Uh, he's drinking this fantastic dickle pick. <laughs> hey, I want some of that dickle. <laughs> he loves the dick. Oh, oh Caleb's got a pee. No, 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 Later, no, no, no. Caleb, Caleb wants to get his dickle pick. Oh, you're gonna get the dickle pick. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I won this bottle, so we're gonna drink it. <laughs> I mean, I can't hate on you. You won the bottle. I do well with winning some things here and Like, there. You, you delayed me buying a bottle by one week because I just, I'm not going to lie, I want to watch the Bills game. I just thought of the perfect thing to put behind you, dude. Dickle pick? No. I'm going to just put, like, the Tatuaje logo above your <laughs> oh, head. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. it's just going to be you and the ta- Mike from Tatuaje. Uh, I'll, get, I'll get a message. Hey, why do you hate Tatuaje? I'm like, dude, I have nothing. No. <laughs> No, no, no. There's just there's an inside joke. Let's make this very, yeah. very clear. Oh, there's no beef. The three, the three of us love Tatuai, so it still won't be understood. I'm like, but that's fine. I don't care. Go ahead, do whatever you want to do. You got to explain yourself. <laughs> you you didn't steal an yourself. ashtray, at least, right? Yeah. Hey, it's not you. It's me. I don't know. I don't. You know, <laughs> I generally don't have too much conflict in the industry. I, you know. Most people know me that I'm a pretty good guy, and then a lot of the other people just won't fuck with me. So. Well, let's just be realistic here. Like, to be fair, you're a bit of an intimidating presence in the industry in comparison. I learned this just by going to PCA for my first show, and apparently, me and Jerry are the anomalies of people that are, you know, all I heard about is, oh, you work out, you work out, you're a big guy, you, you guys are big guys, you're cigar hustler guys. Then when we <laughs> fucking strong-armed Nick Malello for his fucking <laughs> sample Stop packs. Us. You know that fucking cigar? Thank God we did that. That fucking shit is still not out. <laughs> I saw the Herald Tobacco House had it in Atlanta. Mm. What it is must, it? It must yeah. just be trickling out. 
trickling out this well, week. Well, yeah, they're like a um, they're a foundation store. Oh, yeah, because like I so, noticed uh, the what is it the the Matapa's still not out. Pasquale and Pagani. Pasquale, yeah, the Pen- Penitaro. I, I had the uh, Charter Oak. I thought it was the Pasquale and Perganto. Yeah, Perganto. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. They had, there. They had Matapas and, and some of the other stuff that's not out yet. So if anybody's looking for it, just go to Lajero de Pacas in Atlanta. Good shout out there. That's a real yeah. one right there. But no, PCA was fun. We 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 arm wrestled for Cigar Hustler Honor. Yes. yes. They, these guys First told of all, that dude was a cheater. <laughs> John Pappas, you're a cheater. I didn't lose. It was a draw. It was a draw. <laughs> he needed every edge he could try and get. Bro, at one point he was hanging on my arm with his feet off the ground. <laughs> wow. The, these guys, Mikey, they told me you're like a mafia boss when it comes to your presence. That shit was. I mean, I, I guess if that's what they say. Listen, Mike. Know. All right, as someone who knows a little bit about uh, the mafia, the mafia. <laughs> yes, we'll, yes. We'll, we'll, you do. We'll, we can elaborate the story another time. Let me tell you, that was the, hey, I have an appointment. Yeah, your appointment's here now. <laughs> My friends want to talk to you. The boss They're going to have to wait. Yeah, the I'm boss here. is at the table. The guy's sitting outside with his briefcase. He's like, yeah, 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 dude, you're going to have to get He's looking point. around. Oh, where, where's my bag? Where's my bag? <laughs> Don Corleone, here's your tomatoes. <laughs> and like, Nick, I'm sorry, but dog, that was the craziest shit I ever seen. I was like. Yeah, this is the guy who gives uh, Joe Rogan rent, his cigars. Boot, boot, boots is standing like, behind whoa. him like this. <laughs> right? He's just standing there in the doorway. He's a big-ass boy. <laughs> Dude, it was pretty funny. My, Mike's like, I need yeah. to wet my beak. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part where uh, you were trading cigars. Trading? Yes, yeah, so you started trading cigars with Nick, and you are like, yeah. Oh yeah, here's my new war bear. It's better than your Matapa. Here's my SBC. It's better than your Charter Oak. Here, here's my Broadleaf. It's better than any Broadleaf you put out. I mean, it was just really funny to watch that. Just to moralize the guy in his own personal just, PCA you space. Know, then, had got got then you told his sales rep I used to fuck guys like you in prison. That's it. Hey, that is my coach. Straight when, gangster. When you dropped drop that shit. They're like, damn, I don't so I think I be- saw the moods. It, it just changed at that point. Yeah. Like, like all of their, you know, the meme with the felt monkey, like the puppet. They mm-hmm. all looked at you like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, so next year's PCA shirts, they need to have like the Godfather, like, you know, puppeteer over the pastel. <laughs> <laughs> that show would actually be kind of cool. Like the, 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 you know, cigar hustler with the puppet. Yeah. Just Mikey oh. as Don Corleone. That could work too. <laughs> like that. You came to me. On We'd have to have music followers. You came to me on the day of my daughter's. You come life. to me on this of day one of PCA and ask for <laughs> a deal on these broad leaves. That shit drives the, me nuts. The Polish mafia. Uh, listen, it was actually a really fun experience because, like, I got to see it from all sides, and like that was my first show, and. You know, you see the retailer angle, the guys who are just completely full of shit are in there trying to get a free cigar for 10 minutes of their mm-hmm. time. You see the people who actually give a shit and order and how their relationships have built over years. And it's just very, very, you know, you know, my background prior to law enforcement, I was in B2B sales for Verizon. So I just I totally got the trade show vibes and I was just like, oh, wow, 
Shit does not change across no matter what you are selling. Platform to platform, baby. It's the same thing. I learned a lot of PCA this year, too. Uh, I learned that if you want something, just go ask for it. (laughs) And if they say no, call daddy. Yeah, yeah. And if if they say no, (laughs) make sure that the way you asked wasn't an option. That's why we need. There was no option. That's why. No, no. Go get that. That's why we need Daddy Mike. He's helped us out a couple times. So, hey, I wanted you guys to have a good experience. I had a great time. I I can't wait till fucking March, dude. We're doing it again. Supposedly, Caleb's going to come this time. I'll be there. Yeah, you should come. I'll be there. It's a you know, it is a juggling act for me though, because there were times when you guys had broke away and did had had something go on. And I don't remember it exactly, but I remember being frustrated because I was working, but I wanted to make sure that you guys got specific things or met specific people. And I was like tied up at the time. And I'm like, fuck. So I'd have to try and figure out how to run away. Oh, see, you're being nice. I remember the... uh we were with Chad Ochocinco, and you're like, if none of you are back here in five minutes, you're all oh, dead. That's, <laughs> if I don't get to meet Chad Ochocinco, you're all that's dead different. to me. Yeah, you're all dead to me. <laughs> I wanted to meet him. I've wanted to meet him so bad for years. It was cool. Like that was that was for me personally. That wasn't the other way around. What was cool you know? was about that experience is Gio's uncle actually played with him, so like we had ice to break, and then he started talking to Gio, and he was like. Wow, I, I really like your uncle. Tell him I said hi, and like he was like excited to hear about it. Yeah, so it wasn't just like, oh my god, Chad, o- Chad Ochocinco, I, I'm such yeah, a big fanboy. <laughs> but he's kind of full of shit too, because he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come see you at the shop. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not, bro. No, yeah, I am. he's gonna stay inside and play FIFA and eat, eat McDonald's, McDonald's all day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, well, if he, Chad's he's got funny, until March, if he doesn't come till March, I'm gonna say, hey, motherfucker. You said you were going to come out of the shop. <laughs> you know what was surprising to me? He was a little more, like, frail and skinnier than I thought he'd be. He's a wideout. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, when you... you Not everyone's these, T.O., dog. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, like, when you when you see these dudes on TV, you're probably like, dude, they're monsters. I was I was just as tall as them. I was bigger yeah. than them. And it was just, like, it's, like, weird. You think NFL, you think, like, straight, like, gargantuans, like, monster dudes. I mean, they're in there. You know, they're just not in, you know, they're just not all that big. I mean, it's like when, uh, when I met like, uh, Dawson Knox, right? Big yeah. ass dude. He runs people over like he's one of our fucking, I mean, he's our tight end. Tight he's, end. he's a beast. Yeah. Saw him out. I'm like, I'm the same exact size as this dude. If I could catch a football half as well as he could, that could have been me. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Well, there's a it, ton of time invested in that game. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah. you know, you coach it. That's the only difference. You know, you, you put a lot of time chicken. in with your you with your kids and youth uh, youth football. I do, yeah, I do. What's that like? You like doing that? Uh, sometimes. You like to try and mold these these young men in in the men. Well, I know that if my kids ask me to do something, I don't ever like to tell them no. I know that. So, so they so, you got asked the coach. Um. Yeah, kind of. So. Or did you just like insert yourself and say, "All right, I'm a so, coach now." Well, so well, Jack started off without me, and things were going okay. And then they had some kind of rough seasons, and he was like, "Well, I really want you to coach." And I, there was an opportunity, and I'm, I feel like Brittany, correct me if I'm wrong here, but there was a there was a season that 
I was like, Hey, I'm going to run this or I want to coach. And I tried to bring the other coach back as well because I wanted to keep, keep the momentum up, but I wanted things to change as well. And I knew that I could change those things if I was on the sidelines with him. So we had a season where it was pretty much just scabs, two or three kids that were on the, with him through and through. And then we had all new kids and you know, the coach that I was with, who I really like, he's an awesome guy. He's like, we're going to lose. I don't like losing. And he's getting upset. And I said, dude, I feel like you need this season more than the kids do. You know, just relax. Just let, you know, like the kids have to have fun. That's the whole purpose. It'd be great to win, but we're trying to teach so many more other life lessons here on, on the sidelines. I mean, these are and there's boys that are going to turn into young men. I mean, you got to instill some yeah. values. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was already coaching Justice's team at that at that point. He's my eight-year-old. And I have learned a lot from it, dude, a lot from it. Because in the same scenario, like when I'd get jaded or pissed off when people wouldn't do the right things or, or things aren't going my way, you know, I, I would – you would see it, right? I would yell and all this other shit. And, you know, as much of a good coach as I was, I could tell that when I lost my shit, it had an effect on these kids, Right. And they're sponges, man. If you're if things aren't going your way and you feel like shit, they're gonna feel like shit. So I have really tried to cultivate that and and have that mentality in every single game. So and then my son just recently asked me, Hey, you know, can you coach basketball for me? I said, Oh <laughs> god, I ain't that one. He said no. I said, I don't know dick about basketball, but yeah, I'll see you Thursday. So I coach their basketball. I assistant coach the basketball team. I have one very, very important question. Does your son's team have their last names on the back of the jersey? No, they have. Because I was going to say, there's no fucking way that last name fits on the back of a jersey. We we have put it on in the past. (laughs) Does it look insane? Of course. Does does he have it now? No. It's got that arch. Warrior, yeah, right. Arches all, arches all the way around the back. I've seen, I've yeah. had kids like that on my baseball teams and stuff like that. The last name does barely fits. You got an arch. So it. it's flag. Oh yeah. So it's flag football. So Brittany actually vinyls the whole team. Oh nice. She'll, awesome. put, the name, she'll put the names on everybody's t-shirts, jerseys, or whatever. And oh, then, this is um, a flag football league. Yeah, so much more to learn on flag than than Pop Warner. Sure. So much more schemes and the dynamics of the game. There's there's a lot more to it. I mean, I don't for an eight year old, I think that's very appropriate. Dude, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. At that point, if you're doing Pop Warner, here's what's happening the fastest kid's getting the ball. All the and he's time. running. Yeah. And he's fucking running. Less CTE. I played, man. I played youth football my whole life. And I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you, he's not wrong. They just. They run the fucking sweeps with the fast kid, and no get one can the catch him. No one can it. catch him. No one can catch him. You just yeah. can't get outside so, fast enough uh, when you start getting a little older. So when I played, it was uh, they had like weight limits and yeah, shit. They did it by weight class. Oh my god! I remember just being like a hundred and sixty pounds, and the top league was one fifty, and I'm like I have like a six pack. I play hockey. I'm like uh, there's nothing for me to lose. <laughs> They got right. me fucking starving, running around in trash bags trying to lose weight. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is terrible. I remember having to go. They'd like have a sit in saunas, running laps before the game. You get to the fucking game, you're just exhausted. Yeah, you're not teaching anything. Yeah, you're, you're just tired. So, it just sucks. Um, Coaches, so they. 
Good. I was going to say, coaches, you'd be like, hey, man, my guy's five pounds overweight. I mean, is it really that big of a deal? And they'd be like, yeah, it's a big deal. Fuck that. <laughs> right. You know, they try and work deals like, hey, I got a guy who's a couple pounds overweight. And, like, you know, sometimes you'd come to, like, that mutual agreement. But mm-hmm. I just remember you put in all this extra time and all this extra effort just trying to lose weight that you can't lose just because you're bigger than everybody. And I hated yeah. that. Yeah. I fucking hated that. So stupid. I hated mean, it. Obviously, you know, youth sports, that's a whole different ballgame. Like, I I was a wrestler all throughout, and, like, that was a thing. Like, first off, I think the weight cutting at the high school level, now being a grown adult, is absolutely insane. Like, if I had a, like, child that was into wrestling, I wouldn't let them cut. Like, I would actually, like, probably fist fight a coach that tried to make my child knowing what I had to do for it. Right. But, like... Bro, you see all these kids with, like, eating disorders and shit and, like, mm-hmm. high school and shit. Like... Yeah, just to try to make weight for fucking a sport that I mean, dude, nobody really cares about pop Warner football. Nobody really cares about fucking high school wrestling. Yeah, I mean, here here's a real question. Here we all have daughters. What sport would you have your daughter do for like overall athletics? Like I'm I'm like let me know it's my, my my turn to answer. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. lead it off. Uh, so right now she's in gymnastics. She loves it. Does she your, does your pocketbook it. love it? It's very expensive. Uh, just, just no male coaches. Rest. It's not that expensive right now. She's three years old. So okay. it's not oh, like it's crazy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say soccer is um, a good start, always. Soccer, gymnastics. I, I've heard I for any athletic pursuit, gymnastics is amazing for either. I just am leery of all the horror stories you hear from the gymnastics world. As long as you're there. Well, no shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm in a little different. Like, I mean, if I see anything that yeah. is remotely inappropriate, inappropriate I'm going to... Yeah. Have a different view, but and and then uh, you know. when she's ready, she will have her own flag fucking football team. <laughs> there we go. And I will fucking coach all girls and all pink, and we are gonna fuck <laughs> people up. Yeah, I like so, that. Uh, I I think that my little girl, my little girl's me. She is she is this, this small petite female version of me. She's got these gigantic fucking quads. She's probably the fastest of the three. Oh, shit. And she's fucking sharp. So, you know, when that time comes, you know, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a doozy, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Get get those kids their uh, D1 scholarships so college is free. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, here's what's important to me. Uh, I want my kids to know that I showed up. Debs. Yes. I, want my, I want my kids to know that I was there every step of the way. I didn't have parents that were there. Not for fucking anything. I gotta say, so, the older you get, the more you realize that. Because I used to be like, Dad, what are you doing at my football practice? I'd be like, this is, this is practice. And then, yeah. you know, you grow older and like, you, like you're saying now, yeah, you gotta be there for your kids no, no mm-hmm. matter what. I, there was... Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I feel like I'm talking a lot, Gio. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> See, like... All right, I think of how... I love how you guys have the same outfit on, too. (laughs) Don't worry, I worked out my delts since the last time you saw me. Good. That's good. We need the round shoulders. You know, shoulder press, 265. It's it's humble brag. (laughs) That sounds cute. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's not no Cigar Hustler 315. (laughs) Who keeps track of that sort of thing? no but like genuinely speaking like i think of what an impact my father had on my life and like obviously of 
the four of us, I'm going to be the newest of fatherhood. And I think, like, if I gave any less of an inkling than that, like, I would be disappointed in myself. And I just think, like, it doesn't matter what they want to do. Like, I'm going to fucking find a way to be there. Yeah, good yeah. for you, man. That's exactly how you need to be. I remember yeah. uh, playing, like, hockey. And it's funny we talk on, like, the whole parenting thing. And, like, you know, your parents showing up for you. I remember we had this game, like, in Fredonia, right? Like, 50 <laughs> minutes away. I'm like, all right, my parents aren't going. They're, my, they're not coming. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, I just happened to look up during warm-ups, and my, my parents were there. And I was like, wow, they, they actually drove out to come to this game. And I was, like, really happy about it. You know, in the moment, you're kind of just like, oh, yeah, it's cool. But, like, when you think back, you know, as an adult on those little things, and you're like, wow, they, they really took the time. They, they drove out. To, to watch this game i got to ride with like a coach because we had to be there early and stuff and you know there's like pre-game warm-ups and things you got to do before a game but it was cool to see my uh my parents up there in the stands and it means a lot and i went yeah. out there and scored fucking a hat trick and you know i put on a nice little show for them <laughs> well not nice. a good show for humble them. brag humble brag yeah but yeah i remember those game. moments I remember you know one game yeah. <laughs> hey I broke my school scoring record that day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was good, but they were there. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Made out with the chick in the stand. Had to be there. <laughs> so I showed up to to Jax's basketball practice when he was he did it last season, and the coaches that were in charge they weren't they couldn't control the kids. I'm just trying. Yeah, it's it's part of his school. It's really kind of chill. And they were just kind of rambunctious stuff. So I got up and I, I gave him like, a, hey, you know, like, you guys better stop acting up. You start listening or I'm going to pull all of you, you know, and they and they know that I'm Jax's dad. And then everybody gets in line, you know, everybody starts to form around or whatever. So we're driving to our first practice to uh, last week. And he says, dad, all my friends think you're mean. It's a good thing, though. Like, want them to think that that's yeah. fine you know as far as i'm concerned so i go oh really he goes yeah i said okay well let me ask you let me ask you this Jax. how many other dads show up to all the, your practice all their practices and he says i don't know i don't see him that often i said how many of them coach and he's like pretty much like one or two of them i said okay how many of them make games and stuff and he's like not all of them i'm like okay <laughs> How many of them take, you know, go to Universal? How many of them, you know, do things with their kids all the time, do everything for their kids? And he's like, probably not many. I said, okay. So do you think I'm mean? And he's like, no, I don't think you're mean. I go, well, then I don't give a fuck what they think, bro. Man, that is some fatherly advice. If anyone's out there listening, that is how to be a dad right there. I like that uh, every question uh, Mike asks his son, he could just knock off a couple more of the dads and then until eventually it gets to just you. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. I'm the only one that does all that. And, so, how, and then the last okay. question is now, how many of those dads feed you? There you go. Yeah. But you know, I got to tell you, honestly, uh, the, so the dads that coach him with me, the, in his league for flag football, man, they're fucking, they're some pretty stellar dads. One of them's a fucking, um, He's like a major orthopedic surgeon. He blows off conferences to just show up for games. And I'm like, that's the kind of dads I want to be around. Right. right. Like, that's awesome. Are, and there's not dude, a lot of those. Like, no. 
I, no. I, so me and Jerry, I can speak. Probably, we see the consequence when parents aren't around to the T, and like right. You and, know, you guys yeah. know, and it sucks. You feel yeah. bad because sometimes like, you walk into these houses and you see the way some of these kids live, and you're just like, "This is gonna sound mean, but that kid don't have a chance." Yeah, he doesn't have a chance, and like especially with young men. Like, yep. you need a male to say, yo, this is how the fuck it's done. And right. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to show you how it is. Right. Yeah. And a lot of, unfortunately, uh, young men don't get that experience. It's very right. important in life. Yeah. So It's so true. Time dwindling down. I know you have some other uh, prior engagements you got to get to. I just have one yeah. question. If uh if your son ever gets to like uh you know like a uh, national college level football right are they gonna smoke mm-hmm. pastania when they win the championship? Fuck yeah! <laughs> That's gonna be the official cigar of the of the college team. Absolutely. Do the dads all smoke pastania cigars? Fuck yeah! All right. The that, that, yeah. Is, is that the flag football national championship cigar? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Good. The, the, the warrior, warrior is going to be sitting there like, <laughs> what's <Yeah>. up? <laughs> All right. Father's Day episode. Mikey's definitely hopping on with us. A hundred percent. But he has to. That being said, man, you know, we wanted to have you on for a quick hour. Obviously, it was a little last minute, but you hustle, yeah, bro. Okay. You make it work. I of cannot course, wait to play around with this background. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait. Justice's middle name is Titan, by the way, and Brittany wanted me to incorporate that too. Ooh, Great middle name as well. Titan and Warrior, middle. okay. And at Justice Titan, Jackson Warrior, and Teddy's is Marvel. Teddy Marvel. Marvel, oh, man. yeah, just from the like, the superheroes is awesome. Yeah, like Captain Marvel. 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 Oh, Marvel. Captain, Marvel, Captain Marvel, dude. Vol, Vol. Okay. Marvel. Why would it? Come on, come on, Geo. He's Stone. He's Rock. <laughs> yeah, but Teddy's Teddy's my daughter. Teddy is named after my father. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we spelled the T E D I. So, I like you know, my, my daughter's name will not be revealed yet, but her middle name is Carmen, which is my mother's name. So, like you know, that. that's like that that's what I got for a middle name. You know, I'm not going to say on air what any part of my child's name is. Yeah, I actually wanted the name Kendall Carmen. I actually think that's a great name, but strong name. But that being his said, name is, his name is Giovanni. Yeah, it's yeah. a strong name, too. Yeah. Carmen is. is uh, both male and female? Yeah. yeah. Carmen is both male and female. Oh, yeah. one last question for you, Mike. For oh, yes. all those guys out there who are <laughs> big fans of Pestania and Cigar Hustler, what is mm-hmm. new in the pipeline for you guys to end out 2023? And uh, what's the come in 2024? So as of right now, we have the SBC that's going to be released at uh, end of November, I want to say. SBC 23, it's going to be the cigar label's cool because it's purple and uh, green, okay. like Joker colors. I always do cool shit like that. Something to kind of mix it up. And then Q1 of next year, we will be releasing the original blend that I made in the Connecticut in the Corona Gorda. Ooh. And I blended it for the birth of my son. So now it's actually named Justice. Cool. So Sweet. that's going to be a badass. pretty dope name for a cigar. Yeah, I showed him. He didn't give a fuck. He's like, oh, cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back to playing PlayStation, Dad. <laughs> he just walked away. He's like, nice. As he gets older. Spider-Man 2 like, just came out. <laughs> yeah. So we're a Fortnite house. He plays a lot of Fortnite. 
So he's like, oh, great. Thanks. But he is the most loving kid, man. He's the most excited to see me all the time. Always wants hugs. Always, you know. So whatever. Yeah. But he don't give a fuck. He just, <laughs> too, you know, he just doesn't give a fuck. So. Perfect. Um, now, one other thing that is could possibly happen here, too, through the distribution company is Shogui is coming back out with its Heartbreaker. Ooh, okay. Heartbreaker 2.0. So that could happen Q1 of next year as well. I'm also talking with somebody else, another retailer who's looking about to try and possibly have me handle his distribution. So that could happen too. I mean, know who shot you part two? I'm working on that as well. <laughs> you briefly talked about this on the booth episode. That's why I'm, I'm still waiting. Like yeah. I checked, I check my mailbox daily for this package that's supposed to be coming in. Oh yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> daily for like a month at least. Hold I'm on, like, it's got to be here today. Let me, let me hold on. It's got to be in today. Send. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I tell my uncle about his bottle of Penelope. I'm working on it. I just keep forgetting about it. <laughs> It is now officially on the top of my list. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, Mike, we appreciate you, brother. And, uh, dude, as always, we, we appreciate the brand. We appreciate the great cigars you guys put out. Uh, we appreciate having us as a part of the network with you. Uh, and then, you know, just being able to, you know, share this hour with you and dive a little into the brand. And, you know, it's not all about the hustle, but, you know, you're a dad too, man. There's a lot more yeah, to man. you than just Scar Hustler. Next time you're in yeah. Buffalo, we got to get you in the studio. Home field advantage. He's never yeah, coming gotta... back. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we get a new... You don't know that. You can never <laughs> he ain't never her. coming back. <laughs> Tommy may answer my calls one day. Oh, oh, oh shit. Yo, we're going to play this he clip He doesn't for... answer my calls. It's not my fault. Damn. Damn. Hey. You can listen to this. I, I mean, miss he probably him. He's probably not going to. Uh, I miss him, but you know, I mean, we opened up Native Pride too. So. Oh, right. oh, hey. so maybe we do something there. Maybe yeah. cool. Hey, Carl's we'll make it people. work. We'll figure it out. I mean, if I got to do something in New York and I got to drive up to see you, fucks, I will. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, oh my god. First dude. of all, if, so if you got to come up here, God, God willing, uh, Terrible. that's going to be a weekend. I feel like you have to come to a Bills game at least. Oh, that would be fun. It doesn't matter who we're that. playing. Do you really want to support that. that team though? That that garbage that we just put out on the field. We just lost to the fucking Patriots. Whatever, I'll go to hang with you guys. There you go. Mm. Yeah. You know. That being said, bro, have fun on uh Half Wheels little podcast. <laughs> it's El Oso Fumar, motherfucker. Get it right. <laughs> El Oso Fumar. Are they number yes. one on Podbean? <laughs> No, I'm number one. On <laughs> Correct. I, I like to be a part of that umbrella. I like that you I can are, say that. You, you two are number one on Podbean because you are on, under that umbrella. See? Congratulations. I like that. Yeah. SBC. And just like that. How long are those coattails? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking us for the ride, brother. How many years can you ride them coattails? <laughs> have at but, it, bro. But obviously, we have a lot to talk about coming up. Uh, we'll be in touch, all right? All right, sounds good. My man, appreciate you. Enjoy your Sunday, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. See you, bro. Take it easy. See you. What a legend. Uh, the king. The, the king, king himself. There he is. Michael Stepankovich. Gio. Caleb said it better than me. 
I've, we got some other things to get into, right, fellas? We oh, yeah. Why not close the laptop? This dude's acting like the episode's over. We got a couple things. Yeah, to get I'm into. the only one who can close the fucking laptop out of all three of you. It's yeah, true. It's true. Uh, you had some news you got to get into, right? Do Do we want to do news or Patrol Gone Wild first? What do you want to do? Uh, Patrol Gone Wild. All right. I feel like we might be kicking things off with Patrol Gone Wild first. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Double yeah. B right there. Yeah. Let's let us let us do some Patrol Gone Wild, Caleb. You want to start us off? Let's do it. Patrol Gone Wild. We're doing it big. All right. Yeah, I did make a little graphic for this, so that's why I wanted to touch on this first. So we have Florida man smashes head through car window, flops out like a dolphin in a wild police chase. <laughs> so this was out of the New York Post, October 21st this year. So we have an intoxicated Florida man. Uh, he was escaping, pursuing cops. He ditched his car in a ditch. Uh, before he tried to headbutt himself through his front windshield, and the cops who caught him down said, he looked like a dolphin flopping around. <laughs> so I decided to make this little fun little graphic. We got a dolphin, you know, hopping out of car on a crash, and then we got um, James Franco from Spring Breakers. Uh, I just thought that would be our Florida man, you know. Just seems like one. So <laughs> so a 24-year-old drunk and high on drugs, self-admittedly, uh, went on a chase. He was told... Uh, he told police he was he got robbed initially. That's why he was fleeing. Um, he was going upwards of over 80 miles an hour uh, towards Orlando. Uh, he was swerving in and out of his lane. Uh, definitely very intoxicated as well. Uh, did top speeds over 100 miles per hour. Obviously causing a lot of potential harm and dangers to everyone around him. Uh, they did get his uh, tires to blow out. So he was riding on four flat tires as well uh, before a pit maneuver was done on him where he you know, landed into a ditch and smashed through a residential uh, fence as well. All so right. this guy had himself a night. So I watched the video of this because it actually made its way on <laughs> the rounds of the interwebs. And let me tell you, first off, the impressive nature of this is Homeboy didn't jump out through the front windshield or the driver's side. He fucking dolphin flopped out the passenger window. Oh, it was the passenger. My which bad. made it that much funnier. And, Jer, if we saw this while at work, once Homie was uh, in custody, the amount of laughter that had to occur amongst that squad of officers, oh my god. Because it looked like when Ralphie jumps through glass window of the Simpsons. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm in danger! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was also he was also bit by the police canine dog as yeah. well. Uh, was charged with driving under the influence of alcohol and drugs, aggravated fleeing with injury and and damage, and resisting without violence. His bail was set at fifty three thousand dollars. So, uh, so I actually sent you the video clip, Jared. Uh, you should actually give this a watch. Just I got to get your opinion on this. Oh, this is it? No, no, no. It's not that. This no, is the different one. clip. Yeah. Uh, one before that. All right. Because I talked about it, and Caleb's like, that's actually my clip. This is it right here, that one. Okay. Yeah, let me pull this up. <laughs> Dude. He just jumped right through the car, yeah. right through the window. What the fuck? Flopping like, like a dolphin. He he tried to fucking do the flipper, and just... It was so ungraceful. You know, I figured a, a good Florida man story was due for today. We had Mike on from Cigar Hustler there in Florida. So I figured, why not start Patrol Gone Wild off with the Florida Man story? All right, uh-huh. man. I appreciate that. 
Listen, my story, uh, I don't know if there's pending charges to it, but it was just really funny. Uh, I think that there maybe could be potentially some charges on this. Uh, it's a Florida teacher shows fourth grade students a twisted, murderous Winnie the Pooh knockoff movie and raging parents. Uh, Florida fourth graders expecting to have fun, a fun movie day at school were traumatized as they watched one of the most lovable characters turn into a murderous savage. Uh, students at a class at the Academy of Innovative Education in Miami Springs were shown a slasher film, Winnie the Pooh, Honey and Blood. Uh, I feel like the teacher may have just thought it was like some knockoff Disney movie where like, you know, you're fun, <laughs> lovable Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and the whole gang. It's the Halloween episode. Yeah. yeah. So uh, apparently uh, they watched this for about 30 minutes and Winnie the Pooh was just killing everybody and... <laughs> Uh, you know, the plot of the movie is Christopher Robbins likes ab- abandons Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, and they just go on a murderous rampage and just start killing everybody, torturing people. Uh, very disturbing. Uh, a lot of upset parents about this. So my guess is this teacher might be in a little bit of hot water. Uh, what do you guys think about that? All right. Here's the... I, I read in actually uh, a little bit into this, and... <laughs> It wasn't like a, oh, shit, this is the wrong thing. That was the problem. Because I can get it. You hear Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah, we'll put that on. It'll shut the kids up. And I got 20 minutes of great papers, right? Uh, They realized it. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. We'll let it play. (laughs) Like, (laughs) uh, uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, we can all get, like, all right, scary movies, you know, if this was a junior, senior high school, you know... It looks like it is. It's uh, kindergarten to 12th grade, uh, Miami-Dade County Public Schools. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah. A, a quick synopsis of the movie is, uh, in the gory movie, the beloved children's book characters turn into bloodthirsty animals seeking food for their friend, Christopher Robin. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen the movie, but maybe I should like consider watching this just so I know... How the movie goes. Although I do hate gory, scary, slasher movies. Uh, after Christopher Robin abandons them for college, Pooh and Piglet embark on a bloodthirsty rampage as they search for a new source of food. The movie's plot reads on IMDb page. Uh, it's got a 2.9 out of 10 rating. Uh, sounds like a must watch for the Halloween season. Yeah, man. Like, I guess, you know, if they're going to watch a horror movie, at least let it be like a. A degrade like human centipede esque movie. <laughs> oh no! First off, at no. least human centipede was a cult classic and inspired a South Park episode. This isn't gonna like extremely forgettable, but like traumatize some small children. Well, to that teacher, we thank you for your service to uh, the New York Post because we appreciate the New York Post for these fantastic stories. They always gotta give them credit. They this al- is their article. They always do well with the crime stories. They got the best crime section. Uh, Geo. All right. So I sent you my clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, give you some background. This is in also uh, Mandarin County, Florida. If I said it wrong, fuck you. My pronunciation sucks sometimes. Uh, but still out of Florida. This is a DUI stop, and uh, just sounds like every drunk people pull over and think, "Oh yeah, there's no way they could have been that drunk." Let Let's play the clip and just start. Does your does your coat cover you? 
Would you like me to put my pants on? <laughs> like, this is the type of shit. Like, it's not like maybe it's. Should I put my pants on before I get out the car? Like, driving with your pants off. You Got to be heading to like a booty call or something, man. Where else are you going? This uh, this gives getting caught with your pants down a whole new meaning. What do you think? <laughs> Great pun there. Someone had to say it. I was hoping. I was throwing the lead up there. Like, I mean, I like that. I like that for this lady. Good for her. But yes, she was charged with DUI and arrested. I mean, it's not shocking. Don't drive pantsless, and don't drive drunk. More importantly, all things that everyone shouldn't do. If you're gonna drive pantsless, at least be sober. Good point. Good point. Can you actually drive pantsless? Like if you have underwear on. I, mean, I would feel like you could. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Like you have to drive with pants Listen, on or not. Because they always say don't drive barefoot. Have at least like uh, you know, sandals on or something. I don't know. Like I feel like I've encountered people driving some very compromising ways. I've seen people drive naked, <laughs> and then they get out of the car and lead you on a foot chase, and then <laughs> they cut their ball sack open on a fence. I mean, there's also been Don't do situations that. where people have been a little drunk and decided to uh, stop their vehicle uh, horizontally <laughs> in the middle of the street and then pee in their cup holder while they're being stopped by the police. That was a great story, guys, too, by the way. Great That's story. a callback to uh, one of our very early episodes. You know what? Three Florida people stories for our Patrol Down Wild. I love it. Very fitting as we had Mike on from Florida as well. So I love it, guys. Good work. That being said... Uh, you had some news stories you wanted to share with us, right? That's right. All right, let's get into that. So up first, we are going to go with uh, Bardstown Bourbon, uh, a favorite here that we've come to like and know them uh, a couple times on the show. Uh, they have been awarded IWSC's 2023 Worldwide Whiskey Producers Trophy. So the number one producer of whiskey they were just awarded. Uh, probably for all their blends and unique flavors that they've come up with uh, over the years. So that was just awarded earlier this month. And, you know, so IWSC is the International Wine and Spirits Competition. So that is one of the biggest honors in the whiskey world. So Bardstown, doing a good job, man. Good for them. I love Bardstown. They put out some really good spirits. Uh, I always appreciate the the stuff that they put out. A lot of their new, uh, like, beer finishes, they're pretty popular. Uh, and their fusion series, I think, is you know top notch, along with the Discovery. So they did put out. So they put out six in this competition, and six out of all the ones that they put out, they all got a ninety-eight out of hundred possible points, which is obviously the highest score in this competition. So that's why they were awarded that man. So they must really just kicked ass at this tournament. So good for them. And you know we like drinking them as well. Wish the price would go down a little bit, but I mean, what can you do? You know, you're in the number one whiskey in the world now, so. uh We'll see what happens. Are we stopping there, by the way? At Bardstown? Yeah. We are. It's All on right. the list. I thought We will was. be there on Saturday. Uh, and when Dope. this airs, yeah, we'll be there in four days. Dope. Yeah. Exciting. All right. Up next in uh, Whiskey and Cigar News with Caleb, we have uh, some new October releases heading your way to stores soon. We have the 20th anniversary of Tatuaje, along with the uh, Rare Pinks from Arturo Fuente and whole bunch of new stuff from uh, Saka as well. So uh, if you guys are fans of any of those brands, be on the lookout for them. So they'll be at your shops hopefully soon. So, yeah, what did uh, what did 
what's Saka putting out? The new red meat lovers. Well, he had the red meat lovers. He's got like the Papa the Papa Sakas, and I think the, what's the submarine one he does too? Because he's got a whole bunch coming out. He just dropped a whole bunch in October. Yeah, just dropped a load on him. Saka Khan. Yeah, he. I I've been looking all over like on Facebook. I feel like he's dropped so much this last month or two. I can't even keep track. And in his post, he's like, "Yeah, sorry if I'm so busy." He's like, "Everything's dropping." He's like, "I don't even have enough time to put up these posts." But yeah, red meat lovers, I love those ones. So I can't wait till we smoke one of those. Can't wait to to smoke, you know, one of those cigars on the show. We're definitely going to be getting around to that. Yep. All right. Up next for our last story for uh, cigar and whiskey news with Caleb, we have uh. I got three little things from PCA all coming up very soon. So first, we got PCA is changing their media credential process. They're going to drop uh, the badge fees associated with being media to go to the trade show. So they did this back in 2011, and they decided to drop it because a lot of these media uh, companies were saying it's a, it's an unfair process. And then a lot of these media companies were also going through vendors to get around paying the badge fee associated with so. uh they're going to just drop it all together pretty much starting, you know, for next year. So besides that, they're also going to eliminate the final half day in uh, 2024. So there won't be that last half day anymore. And then officially in 2025, PCA is going back to New Orleans. So ooh, very big, exciting news for PCA. Our flight time got cut in half. I fucking love it. I love it. I just feel like... Uh, PCA in New Orleans just makes so much more sense. Uh, you can actually leave the hotel if you want to get like a nice Airbnb instead of fucking staying on the fucking strip. Ugh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I feel like all three of those things, great news for the industry, great news for all those guys who go to PCA. Oh, sorry, I got the hiccups a little bit there. But it's yeah. that fucking dickle. A little dickle do yeah. That's what I tell the ladies, you know? <laughs> You're sleeping on it. <laughs> Don't sleep on this nine-year baby. Single barrel pick too, by the way. <laughs> Hey, Jerry, what are you looking like right now? Uh, tired. Not any, not <laughs> anymore. The dickle got into it, but he's awake. All right. Uh, that's it for the news, right? That's it. That's all I got. All right. So uh, we're at that time now. Let's get into this uh, cigar review. What'd you think, Caleb? Dude, I second time doing a War Bear. What did we do? One last summer, Jerry, me and you? Oh, I think it was two. Two already? Yeah. Oh, damn. It's been a while. So second War Bear I've ever done. So let me just start right off. Uh, giving it appearance. Give it a nine and a half. It gets a little bonus points for all the Polish homage on this thing uh, with the with the band right there and the War Bear. Uh, I love that. We talked about the War Bear on our summer episode uh, two summers ago. Um, and I do like the barber pole that it has on this as well. So it gets nine and a half for me. Uh, burn, nine. No issues whatsoever. Didn't wear an ash at all. Uh, so burn very well. Construction, nine as well. Uh, it ashed when you wanted to, you know, you didn't have to just put it down. It would ash. I did also like the box press shape on this. I love box press cigars. Uh, draw. I did a V cut. No issues whatsoever. Nine and a half as well. And enjoyment. We spoke it with the King himself on, uh, our podcast. So nine and a half there, uh, overall score 46 and a half is a 93 for me. Very cool. Banger. Banger. Uh, <coughs> Ooh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, <coughs> The War Bear, 23. I always look forward to this release. Uh, Wotech gets you going? Wotech just gets me all jazzed up, man. It really does. Uh, the appearance, I gave it an 8.5. I love the Polish homage. I love the Wotech with the Pestania necklace. Uh, the burn, I gave it a 9. Uh, no problems at all. Uh, construction, 8.5. 
draw nine Caleb spot on. You don't wear the ash unless you, you ash the thing, or you just don't know how to smoke a cigar, which it's okay. If you don't, we'll, uh, we won't, we won't, uh, judge you too hard. The overall enjoyment, I gave it a 9.5. Obviously, bringing Mike on to talk a little bit about, uh, like about the brand, uh, Cigar Hustler, Cigar Hustler podcast. Uh, always an experience. We love having our fucking, our dude on the show with us. So, uh, some tasty notes I got on this. Very spicy. I didn't give my tasting notes, but, um, I, I felt like it was a very spicy cigar. I agree with you. Even the retro hail on this, uh, I, I feel like, there's a lot of spice on it, but that didn't really hinder my grade. Uh, I gave it a 45, bringing me to a 90. Uh, I appreciate the product. I look forward to it just being, uh, you know, a, a Polak from Buffalo. Uh, a lot of good. homage, man. A lot of homage. Uh, just something I look forward to. Uh, Gio, how'd you do, man? All righty. I'll get into it. Appearance, I gave it an 8.5. I love a good box press. I love a Corona Vitola. It's truthfully a cigar smoker's Vitola. Like, when you have time to sit down and smoke a cigar, you're never going to be disappointed if it's a Corona. Uh, as far as, like, shelf appeal, it stands out. I mean, you know, we got the box here. You know, your Pestania box here with Wotec with his Pestania chain hanging out there. Uh I might actually have to dock this a little bit because of something Mike pointed out to me that I didn't think of until said, but their box presentation is like kind of the Polish spin aroma. But I still give it an 8.5 for appearance. You know, nothing, anything to, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fret over? Yeah, sure. Uh, that works. I'm, I got some booze in me from the Bills game earlier. We'll let that ride. Burn. I gave it an 8.5. I touched it up a handful of times. No issues other than that. Got into some conversation. Got to enjoy the cigar. Didn't hinder my experience at all. Construction. Uh, this is definitely where this bad boy shined. You know, I gave it a 9. I don't have a single ash on me. And, you know, no one I don't think is going to complain about that. And... Anything that comes out of that line, you know, throughout the Roma Craft and, you know, Nika Swania lines and all that, you're never going to have an issue in terms of construction, I feel like. At least in my experience. Draw, I gave it an 8. I V-cut mine. No issues. Got the smoke I wanted. And I like that we all seem to, well, you straight cut. Caleb, did you V or straight? Went with a V-cut. How was your experience on that? Not one issue at all. Oh, okay. Well, I'm in the same boat. Uh, that's where my eight came in there and got the right smoke. I do wonder, I personally, whenever I get a box press, I like to punch it. I think that I got to fucking pony up like $2 and go get myself a punch to just sit here. Yeah. And I'll, well, I have one in the cup holder here. Yeah, that's so far away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How did we end up uh, doing on that? Uh, Well, I got to my enjoyment. That brought me to a nine, giving me a score of 44. Uh, bring my score to an 88. Perfect. All right, let me just do the math and tally it up. Get in there, recording secretary. <laughs> what a what a guy. All right, overall score from the three of us, a 90.33, so just oh, 90 overall. Perfect. Listen, guys, uh, while I was in Philadelphia, I got you guys a, 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 a couple little gifts. Oh, no. Uh, dope. Uh, they're really, trust me, they're not really that special. Uh, 
Gio. Oh, I also uh, this just, shirt is perfect for you. <laughs> and uh, Caleb, I don't know why I have this, but I, I got this for you as well. Uh, very. Oh yeah, you know me. <laughs> you know me. What does it say? It's Corona time. I don't. know. It's like a '76er Seven, shirt that I, somebody gave that? me. I was like, okay, thank you. But uh, yeah, I figured uh, Geo, that's right up your alley. Hold yes. that up, proud. <laughs> Hold up. Let me get my snacks real quick. Hold it up. Hold that, hold that bad boy up, bud. And I did wash the shirts for you, fellas. Appreciate so that. Those are ready to be worn. Gio, you look so proud. <laughs> uh, I just want to make a side note. I didn't go over tasting notes. I cold draw, very chocolatey, and uh, I agree with you. It was very peppery, like a spice bomb throughout the whole smoke. And I just want to say another ninety overall for a Pastania cigar because I forgot what we smoked the first time we had Mikey on when we did uh, an in studio. Well, not an in-studio show with him, but that cigar also got a 90 from all of us as well, overall. Well, they put out the bangers, so, uh, you know, obviously the work that uh, Mike puts in with Roma Craft, uh, I mean, you're getting quality products out of them. But that being said, Caleb, any closing notes to this episode? Guys, just as always, make sure you're following on the Instagram, the Facebook, the TikTok, YouTube. You got to please like, share, subscribe. You know what? The subscribers have going up. Appreciate all of you guys out there. Uh, just keep it coming. We We love it, man. Thanks for all your support. We wouldn't do it if it wasn't for you guys. And uh, as always, if you're listening to us audio only, make sure you're checking that out on a Cigar Hustler Podcast Network, the number one cigar podcast on Podbean. Um, you just heard from the man himself. So, number one. Geo, anything? Fuck Ken Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> I second that. And uh, that being said, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. <laughs> The Down to Herf Podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.